Are you recording? Because I just started recording. Yeah. I just heard my man used to say a progression of words that I wasn't expecting. My grandmother beat up the inspiration for Rocky. <laughs> so now, Okay, now I gotta know how the story unfolds. Uh, I grew up in Bayonne, New Jersey, and there is a restaurant there that's basically a hot dog restaurant. And there's a picture on the wall of the Bayonne Bleeder, whose real name I don't remember, but essentially his story uh, was the inspiration for the original uh, Rocky movie. And I, I, I noticed this, and my dad said, oh yeah, my mom beat him up once. <laughs> and I said, wait, what? And, and he goes, Oh, yeah, uh, she was apparently, like, a real, like, bully on the playground. Oh. <laughs> they they went to school together, and wow. my fucking badass, unbeknownst to me, uh, grandma, uh, just fucking beat his ass, made him cry. Wow, so your grandma beat the shit out of Rocky. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> on the Going Off podcast. <laughs> Um, but on top of that, I did have a, admittedly, atrocious opening line that I that I wanted to use. Make some beef stroganoff, it's time for going off! Oh, God. <laughs> Rav Critic and me, look, I can't do it for Thanksgiving, the lesser-known B-side Adam Sandler, and not... Reference the goddamn Hanukkah song when we're in the middle of Hanukkah. Yeah, we are in the middle of Hanukkah. I mean, it might be over by the time this episode comes out, but right now we are. When we're recording it, it's Hanukkah. And it's Hanukkah, and it also happens to be 420, so you know, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Um, oh yeah, we're gonna be lighting seven blunts at the same time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <What> the fuck. <laughs> Instead of one blunt, we hit eight. <laughs> Cray! All do, right. Do you remember? Oh my God! Do you remember uh, the, the guy? If the um, question is about the movie Eight Crazy Nights, no, because no. I've never seen it. <laughs> I know no, you have. Like that movie though. Yes, I have. Like uh. <laughs> that. When that, hey, we were all kids in the early two thousands <laughs> who in the late nineties, early two thousands who were watching Adam Sandler movies because that's I just mean. what every other knucklehead in your class was. Watching, I right? guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what the people are here to hear us talk about. Today. Absolutely not. They're here to they're here to talk about my grandma, but unfortunately, that's going to have to wait because we've got two listener requested album reviews, and you know what. We gotta start with fucking Flowbots. Uh, oh, is that so? I think so. I think we gotta start with Flowbots. You, you think the main event is the uh, <laughs> the the Barbie trio? Is that is that what you're? Is that what I'm hearing? Life in plastic is fantastic. And you're like, they gotta wait for that one. <laughs> they didn't even cover that. They could right? have. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't. That's the restraint. They said, no, we're gonna turn out ten originals. We're not cover well, not originals. Nine originals yeah, and one yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. I think Flowbots has got to go first, honestly, because I think I have less to say about it. Okay. Um, this was requested by Samir Thomas, and if there is an album that you would like to request us talk about on the Going Off podcast, is a one-time sixty-dollar pledge to Kofi. That is K O dash F I dot com 
slash going off. RC, we have mentioned, well, not only have we mentioned the Flowbots before, we've reviewed a uh, Johnny oh, Five Johnny solo. Oh, Automatopoeia, yeah. Yeah, way back when. I remember when Handlebars came out, the misconception at school, I remember, was that the rapper on the song was Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. <laughs> and I could see that. <laughs> looking back, I'm like, how? But no, at the time when you're not Googling every fucking thing. Right, right. You're just hearing like, well, it's a it's a white sign sounding guy rapping about serious topics. I mean, and it's not, clearly not even him. So <laughs> it could possibly be Mike on a little on a solo venture away from uh, away from LP. But no, it's Johnny Five and Brer Rabbit fight with tools by Flowbots. Aside from Handlebars, I've never listened to anything off this album, so this is a first-time experience for me. I heard Rise. I remember seeing that oh. music video and being like, oh, man. Like, because I remember hearing the Flowbots saw, uh, 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 Handlebars and being like, whoa, what a creative, interesting group. Can't wait to hear them do more. And then I remember hearing, like, the Rise song and be like, oh, cool, that's, like, the next step. And then they're just kind of gone. And it's like, oh, oh. I was like, they were doing some really, you know, challenging shit. They just kind of got dropped by the mainstream. Like, nah, no, you're making these people think you are. Get the fuck off MTV. <laughs> Rise was definitely a less impactful song overall. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was definitely the, the follow-up song where you're just like, how the fuck do you follow up that epic shit? <laughs> it still touched on some pretty uh, powerful topics, but not in the most captivating way. And I hate to give away my whole opinion, but that's kind of how I felt about most of the album. Mm. In that they are absolutely bringing up some very important shit. And for the time period, that was not common. <laughs> the, uh, the conscious rapper shtick uh, comes around maybe once every five years. Someone tries it, gets a little bit mm. of notoriety. They play it a few times and it goes away and you wait another five years and someone else takes its place. I guess my overall opinion is they're all right lyricists, but I'm just not feeling Johnny Five as his delivery. Like as an MC, yeah. You're spitting some rage shit. Uh-huh. And you're giving me... I don't even know who to compare his delivery to. It is not on a... Zach De La Roca level, but yeah. if you're pissed and you're de you definitely are for most of this album, you're mad about something. I'm not feeling that like at all. As I'm listening to this, uh, remember the coup? Remember when we listened to their album? Yeah, and it also has that sort of live jam, jam band sort of feel. Yeah, this rapper at the helm, but his flow was a lot more controlled, a lot more precise. And with this one, I still feel the spirit of it. But yeah, it just keeps niggling at my ear. The fact that like, oh, that, what? Was that a rhyme there? What? The, you know, like, that just keeps happening so much. So this is like, 
No, I still want to enjoy your message. And, like, they do have a unique sort of, like, tint to their sound with the cello that they have in yeah. there. You know, there's, like, a lot more stringed instruments. It's like, cello, like, it's deeper strings than you typically expect to hear, you know, in most songs. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a violin. It's either cello and bass or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, some ska trumpets. But, like, specifically sad-sounding ska trumpets. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's a very unique sound that they have. So I'll give them that. But... But at the same time, yeah, like I listen to the songs and be like, I'm really enjoying the sound and the aesthetic, but it's just like the rappers is like, and I'm still enjoying what he's saying, but it still feels like, I don't know, this needs an extra draft, you know, like this needs to be recorded just one more time, you know? The instrumentals were definitely surprising for me, um, especially from someone who had only heard handlebars before. And my initial takeaway from handlebars back in the day was, wow, this is pretty pretentious. But oh, oh, come on. <laughs> outside of the opening track, I didn't really get that impression listening to this. Even re-listening back to Handlebars, I was like, okay. But man, that fucking opening cut soured me a little bit. Oh, there's a war going on for your mind? This bootleg wannabe Gil Scott Heron wannabe... Right. <laughs> The revolution well, will not be televised. Collide all the, you know, buzzwords of the day, you know? <laughs> and, and you're so, like, okay, the whole concept is like a pirate radio broadcast, you know, like, we hacked in, now's our chance, we gotta spread <laughs> our message to the masses, and what do you start with? Fucking anti-pornography sentiments? Oh, that was so throwing me That's off That's what you lead album. with! <laughs> what?! <laughs> You're talking and, about assassinating revolutionary figures on this album. You're talking about, like, 9-11. You're talking about some really he heady stuff. Right. And what's the first thing you lead with? Silicone shrapnel and mascara yeah. poisoning the water supply. What? Yeah, worldwide passenger pigeons deploy paratroopers. Now it's raining pornography uh. while lovers take shelter. I'm like, what's happening here? And, you know, uh. I think... Like, I think I understand, like, the strand of where they're coming from in the sense of, like, maybe porn gives people an unrealistic, like, expectation of, like, I don't know, relationships, you know? Maybe that's the angle. But, like, what it ends up just coming off as, like, as they are, you know, trying to be these people illustrating this world of, like, here are the world's ills. Like, it just kind of comes off like they're saying that pornography in and of itself is just this bad thing that's being rained down on us by an evil society. You know what I mean? In, in this way that feels like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. Especially in uh, one track later on. What's that one track where there's just, like, that woman, that old lady just sort of talking oh, for a yeah. while as kind of, like, the hook? Where she's just, like, and she's talking about all these good things that are happening. And it's interesting. It's called We Are Winning. It's interesting at first because you're hearing her saying things like, a policeman makes a reverse 911 calls instructing residents to take to the streets. Like, oh, that's a clever, like, subversion thing. But then there's one where she's like, an adult film star paints thumbnail portraits of elderly couples fully clothed and smiling. Like, it, like... Showing that as an illustration of, look at this person doing a good thing with oh their life. God, as I, opposed I, to having sex on camera for shame. You know, I, it's like... I, for, oh. I didn't even catch that, but that that's that's awful. I'm kind of surprised it didn't come up more. The kind yeah. of subtle misogyny, like, takes on sex work. And, and those are the only two times I remember. Maybe that was Br'er Rabbit, because wasn't, wasn't Johnny Five the... Uh, 
taken Andre to task. Yeah, actually, he that's seems what I'm like, saying. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't he expect like it from him. He a relatively on-the-ball guy. Yeah, when he got... And, and specifically, yes. Now I remember now, because that album came out in 2000, because the, uh, the album where Andre said that lyric had only come out, like, two years prior. Oh. So it was especially, like, eye-opening to be like, whoa, he was willing to call out, like... Someone that people consider like legendary, right as it happened. When yeah, you think it was about still it, on like, top. Whoa. There are definitely tracks where they bring us up, like um, on the same thing where they say you know, we start off like somewhere between prayer and revolution, mm. between Jesus and Huey P. Newton. You know, yeah. that's where you find Johnny Five shoot shooting, but then water guns at the audience while you're scooting your gluteus. Oh backs. my god! Yeah. Fuck that I was verse. Like, What's happening? <laughs> yeah, oh, that was so <laughs> bad. It's like so, like listener, you you kind of get where we're going, getting at, right? Where it's just like at first you're like, oh, bringing up the like legendary, oh yeah, we're talking about how we're you know we're our heads are getting primed for revolution, and then like what's this whack shit about? Oh, I'm shooting water guns at the audience while you're scooting your gluteus max dude. Well, like what? That was the fucking <laughs> song where the whole last verse is like, why did you assassinate? And it's like they're talking some real progressive stuff. Right. But then the first verse is so bad. It's like the worst <laughs> verse on the album. Not the strongest choruses overall. Yeah, you know. Uh, even on the song where I kind of like the uh, the one where they switched it up to like 7-8. Like, that was a cool concept, but like, the hook just kind of felt loose and unfinished, you know what I mean? I remember Mayday felt sometimes overloaded, either lyrically mm. or just stuff going on. Because it switches up so many times, too, musically, that it was a bit jarring. And I don't think they do it that much again for the rest of the album. Like, this is, like, the most chaotic track on the album. They kind of keep it fairly straight-laced for the rest of it. And I like what they were doing musically. It's just it kept changing, and it's like, all right, okay, it's, it's a bit much. Um, I do really like their their uh, incorporation of string instruments in this yeah. unlikely environment. I guess I'll say that uh, they find a way to work it in there that it's a very classy touch. Yeah, you don't. You just don't expect to hear low uh, low strings and trumpets. Yeah ska trumpet together that's just not the thing you typically hear you know <laughs> there's just something in it in it in and of itself just the idea of marrying that that's just kind of like oh you just kind of want to hear it because it just has this timbre to it that's different from kind of anything else by nature of it just being a thing not a lot of people do you know <laughs> it reminds me of that track uh don't don't do it by nerd off that um mm. no one ever truly dies album it's a song about uh, police shootings, and it, like, lists off a whole bunch of cities where recent uh, police shootings happen, and Kendrick has a verse on oh, it. Shit. It's a really good fucking song, but it's got a fucking ska beat, and it's like... <laughs> okay, see, now I gotta listen to it. You it's the fucking two-tone ska, ska yeah. and Pharrell's fucking <laughs> rapping over it. We need the subversive, yes. you know, message songs, but that are fun to dance to, so you're not thinking about it until the message gets out to the masses. Because, you know, let's not, you know, bullshit ourselves. We are living currently in a society in which we're listening to these, you know, songs that are bland and, and don't really are trying to have, mm-hmm. you know, any deeper message. But uh, 
negative messages kind of seeping through regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it is good to have people who do have the intent to do good, you know? Because, like, it, like when you think about the grand scheme of things, like, there is so much, especially when you look back on, like, the back. I mean, I think I'm specifically in this mode because I've been going through the fucking uh, Billboard Top 100 for, the, you know, the last couple of decades and shit. Oh, yeah. And just hearing all the problematic shit that was allowed, you know? And oh, just like, God. oh, oh, wow, you were just kind of allowed to talk to a woman like that and record that on a song as if this is... <laughs> like normal <laughs> like you know <laughs> no one's gonna take issue with this no way yeah. you know the further you go back to like the 50s and shit where it's oh. like oh that wait a minute <laughs> in that capacity like i appreciate what these guys are doing just like off the jump you know what i'm saying uh, i really enjoyed uh stand up uh in particular i think that's one of their be- uh one of the best tracks on the album uh, especially from the hook, one of the stronger hooks where he's like, you know, saying these lyrics like, stand up, we shall not be moved except by a woman dying from a loss of food. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and the later one, because he keeps switching up, he says, uh, uh, stand up, uh, we will not be moved except by a child with no socks and shoes. Like, I kept, I love how he kept bringing that up. It's like, we're not being moved except by, like, you know, seeing people in turmoil. Yeah. Like, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Like, I love that aspect. You know what I mean? When they make it plain, like, this is about this. And, you know, we want help for people at the end of the day. I think this one lyric, uh, a threat for a threat leaves the whole world terrified. Blow for blow, never settle the score. Word for war, word for word, it's time we clarify. We the people do not want war. And then it has like, you know, cuts out when you hear just a little cello happen. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I love that. That you know was dope. I, mean? I wish I liked Fight With Tools more because I really like the instrumental and Brer and Johnny do have better flows on that one. But just the fucking, we need heroes, build them, don't yeah. put your fists up, build <laughs> them. Oh, it's so, like, oh, God, boys, your fucking choruses need some work. I wasn't the biggest fan of the spoken word outro either. There's, like, a lot of things they throw in on this album that I'm, that I'm not the biggest fan of, like uh, the singer One, who shows up on um, Never Had It. Wasn't a big oh, fan of yeah, her voice. That one, yeah, it's it's nice breezy track, but it's not particularly like remarkable. Like I don't, you know, I didn't like all the spoken word bits on "We Are Winning." I could have done without that. Yeah, no, that that could have gone. I did like the concept and the inclusion of the Anne Braden track, like this biographical yes. cut talking that about. That was a great track. Yeah, yeah, I loved. It. I wish they had done more stuff like that, where it's like you know. Hey, you know, you don't you don't think of southern white people being, you know, re, you know, uh activists for, you know, right. racial justice, but here's this woman and she got fucking, you know, arrested and asked why she was, you know, being on the wrong side of things and it's like, wow, okay, that's really cool. You're shining light on someone who I never would have heard of otherwise, you know. Yeah. And I love how he frames it too, right? Like this is a person using what they feel is their logic, right? Yeah. Like I was brought up in this church where we said we're supposed to love everyone, but why is this person not allowed to come mm. into the church? Why, like, these are logical things. And then just that lyric where he says, uh, and if Jesus loves us black and white skin, why didn't her white mother invite them in? When did it become uh, a room for no blacks to step in? And how did she already know not to ask the question? Like, oh. just that lyric of like, oh, fuck. Like, I have to start deconstructing shit about myself, you know? Yeah, Like, Oof. I love that. They tried to stop the lynching of Mr. Willie McGee 
but they couldn't stop it. So uh, they thought that they talked to the governor about what happened and say, we're tired of being used as an excuse to kill black men. Like, whoa, like fucking just calling out the, the faux feminism of you know, that era of like, no, 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 see, we're, we're getting those black people and because we're trying, you know, like when people try to do that shit of like, we're, we're getting tougher on the crime and look out, we're cracking down on, on these criminals who are black and trying to take our women, huh? See, but we're being progressive because we're protecting your women, right? Huh? Like, it's the same shit, um, it's the same type of racism when people are going like, oh, look, uh, how... Uh, uh, in the Middle East, they're treating homosexuals and, and women. Oh, aren't they? And that's why we should continue bombing them. It's like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> if that's really the reason why we're doing it, because we just want everyone to be nicer to gay people and women, then, uh, we got some work to do over here. Yeah. Maybe fucking <laughs> you know? work on your own house first. <laughs> um, but yeah. I liked the funky bass on combat. <laughs> it was like, it was a really short track yeah it was like a beastie boys sort of fun you know we, we you just had eight tracks of like serious shit let me just do a fun little oh i'm just playing with the beat playing with syllables against like the uh patter of the bass and shit like that like i thought that was a, a fun sort of letting loose track not the best one but just like no i mean a fun change of pace you know he's, he still found a way to work in some really cringy bars that i was like i can't really like it all that much um Overall, I got a three on this. Yeah, I'd give it a four. I think I'd give it that four. I think there's enough good in here where it's just like, no, like, they, they got heart. You know what I mean? Like, the kids got heart. <laughs> you I, know? I hate to say it, but I'll fully admit I actually came up with the average was a two and a half. And I was like, nah, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> so I did bump it up. But that was me being generous. You know you know what's funny, though? All right, I'm just going to say this. Originally, I had scored it out of four and a half. Oh. And as we were having this conversation, I was like, you know what? You're right, though. But those awkward moments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we both... See, this is a conversation. It's a... See, I knew... We're going on podcast. Only here can you get this discussion. <laughs> I knew for a fact you were going to like it more, though. I knew that going in. Now, we've got a first in, in a few ways uh, for the show. There was an episode of Rift Break where we were watching some late 90s, early 2000s commercials, and there was a commercial for these line of Barbie dolls where the dolls played instruments and they were a girl group called Beyond Pink. Barbie really moves! And she comes with this cassette! Pink, pink! Cause you like a shining star! Check it out! Look at him glow! Pink, pink! You'll be going very far! Listen to me, Barbie doll and friends each come with cassette single doll sold separately. Now you can get the new Beyond Pink CD featuring Think Pink and nine other awesome songs. It's so funny how you look at the commercial and they're all playing like either guitars or keytars. No one's on percussion. Where's the percussion coming from? <laughs> no one. It's not cool. It's not cool to be behind the drums. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy a doll that's playing the fucking drums. Fuck that. They gotta be playing uh, fucking bass or guitar. I'm gonna I'm call it out. Fucking sexism in the 90s. Surprisingly, it is on uh, Spotify in the year 2020. It is! <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, oh! <laughs> and you brought up an interesting point about the studio musicians, and I needed to know more. And, <laughs> right? <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm still left uh, wanting Oh, you left more. wanting. <laughs> because... Uh, these lyrics are actually on Genius, too. <laughs> actually, now that you say it. They are on Genius, but you know what? Yeah. I didn't have to resort to Genius because... Oh, did you have... I bought the CD. Uh -oh. oh, look at that. <laughs> I went ahead 
I dropped a cool five, six dollars on eBay, and I bought the CD version of of the Beyond Pink album because I needed to look at the credits on this. And these motherfuckers, <laughs> they are protecting kayfabe so much what that they will not tell you who the singers are. Are you serious? No. <laughs> it seriously just says performed by Barbie. That's, wow. that's bullshit. <laughs> they was on some fucking. <laughs> it was on some fucking the mass singer shit. Go. It seriously it is. Yeah. Serious. Like it tells wow. you. Who all, it tells you who all the musicians are. Who's playing the guitar? Who's playing the drums? Who's playing the sax? All that. And, and you were thinking. You were thinking. Oh. These guys aren't taking this that serious. I'm gonna be able to get this CD and just you know get get a get a gander on who's singing this so I can get some background. And they're like, nope, <laughs> keeping it tight lipped. The only advantage I have now is that I can tell you which of the three women are singing on the cut. For example, mm. uh, Teresa sings "Happy Together" while Barbie sings "From the Jump." Now, is that a fact? Here's something. Here's a theory I have. And again, we'll never know until we find out who the actual singers were. How do we not know that it wasn't just one female vocalist whose voice was pitch shifted to be three different people? I mean, I couldn't tell you there was more than one person singing this album. That's, that's the vibe I was getting. Was I think Christy is just a higher pitched Barbie. <laughs> like, guys, you're, you're working too hard. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it over to you first. What did you think of Beyond Pink? Featuring Barbie, Christy, and Teresa, Darren. It, it was definitely unexpected. Um, yeah. You know, listening to this at first, uh, I, I, like, I was expecting the Spice Girl sort of yeah. Destiny's Child thing, mm-hmm. and, and I got that. Uh, I was expecting, you know, really, uh, not necessarily juvenile, but like, Lyrics for kids, you know, about how, like, be <laughs> yourself, and, you know, the the first one in particular, though, felt like it was, like, a, a song for a cult, because <laughs> it was like, you are the universe. That, <laughs> you, saying someone is the universe yeah. is a really odd way of telling them that they can do anything. Like, yeah. that's an odd phrasing, like. It just throws you off, it just feels like. Are you trying to say I'm, like, the chosen one? Like, what's happening? And they, they attempt this same kind of message on a couple other songs that ultimately mm-hmm. prove to me that You Are the Universe is a bit unnecessary. It's a bit redundant. Yeah. Especially yeah, when actually. songs later on do it a little bit better. But can yeah. I just fucking... Boys will be boys! Oh, God. Darren! <laughs> that fucking... Boys will be 90s. boys! Nickelodeon Clarissa explains it all fucking but you know it, it sounds exactly like this fucking 90s ska fucking uh fucking uh, sucks doesn't it fucking ska on beyond pink <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it look they, they they did not have to go that fucking hard on that song but they fucking did it no lie that's my favorite cut on the album, hands fucking really? down. It is wow. so, so goddamn catchy, <laughs> dude. I fucking oh, love yeah. that cut. 
Boys Will Be Boys is very hard to touch. Uh, some songs do come close, though. Oh, no. In I gotta opinion. say. Mm. Wait, hold on. I got to say to Nano, my brother. Oh. I think one of the best tracks is the fucking Happy Together uh, mm. uh, cover. No, that nah. threw me the fuck off. Because it was so, like, chill and hypnotizing. And I was like... Ooh, like when I heard, like when I heard it at first, like starting, I'm like, okay, they're just doing a cover of Happy Together, what a, and then they started doing the like mystical sounding thing to it, and I was like, ooh, but they're like, they're adding flair to it, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't just rest on the laurel of just, let's just do a cover that just kind of sounds like the original, but whatever. Like they, like someone actually sounded like they were being creative, you know what I mean? I like that they added that completely unexpected instrumental break the like acoustic yeah. guitar shit at the end i was like huh like what you're <laughs> going to fucking latin radio right now <laughs> like goddamn fuck? fucking rika iglesias just scrolled through on the track <laughs> out of absolutely nowhere look i'm i'm just saying man what what we thought would be like a silly right? <laughs> who fucking cares they they put so much effort they into put their this foot in this shit <laughs> Way more than I was expecting. Going on. I was like, wait a minute. I was expecting like kids bop level production. Right. Where it's just like, okay, this is all just going to sound like, you know, the Disney gasm or, you, you know, those fucking uh, songs that they play when you go to like a Disney event. Da, 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 and it just sounds very generic. Like, there's one or two tracks that really do sound like that. But like, for more than I, I was expecting, it was like, oh, that was like kind of an interesting genre flip that they did there, you know? Fucking slide is so goddamn catchy. I know we're going to catch flack for this. Boom, boom. <laughs> My least favorite has got to be Christy. Christy gives you uh, one love, true love. And yeah, no, that was generic. That was the most generic Spice Girls sounding song. That was trying yeah. to do the R&B pop Yeah, kinda. the B material, yeah. And she also did the final track, Rainbow, that I was also kind of lukewarm. Um, that that one I didn't like as much as first, but when I thought about it in terms of like, hey, this is the song that's like really trying to sound like it's for the sad girls out there who you know they're <laughs> yeah. having, you know what I mean? Like as I was listening, it's like, all right, this is like the deepest emotionally that an album like this can go. You know, it is and so, true. And so for that, I was like, all right, I can appreciate it. You know, like what was that one lyric? It's like, you don't have to hide the way you feel. You know, babe, you're a rainbow. I can see the colors shining in your eyes. I was like, oh, you know, and it had that fun little melody. What was that? The just what you're born to be. Like that little fun thing that I heard. That I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. You know. So yeah, I couldn't even hate on that one that much. Uh, I didn't like the Wonderland. That was the one that had that cheesy sort of ice capade sound to it. Uh, and Think Pink was a little weird. <laughs> Just like I like you know, pink. <laughs> pink is what all girls like. Am I right? See, yeah. you'll find that pink is what you're supposed to wear. It's like I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> you will discover, girl. It's your favorite color, girl. <laughs> because in 2020, I don't know if you've seen them, but there's videos that the Barbie Twitter and Barbie YouTube put out where Barbie is like. A vlogger? So, you know that whole I'm only joking thing? You know that thing when um, someone maybe says something that's teasing or mean and then you act like you're not okay with it and then they say in defense, what, I'm only joking? Like, you're the one who has to be okay with it. Like, they get away with being mean or maybe not taking responsibility for their actions because somehow by making it a joke makes it less hurtful. I really don't like that. 
This isn't your grandma's Barbie. She's she's talking about what's going on with the girl of today. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's a fucking song on this track called The Girl of Today. Well, yeah. like, yo, they should have that song be the fucking intro to her YouTube videos. <laughs> the Girl of Today. People did these things to me because I was black and they made the wrong assumptions about me. And they don't make those assumptions about white people like me. And that's not fair because... That means that white people get an advantage that they didn't earn, and black people get a disadvantage that they don't deserve. Exactly. It's really serious. Some people even get hurt when others think the wrong things about them. That's exactly why people are marching. Because when enough of us stand together, people pay attention. It's the fucking Teen Vogue is, like, talking about... I love it! ...some real shit going on. That's basically what the Barbie shit is now, so I'm looking at this and I'm like, Damn. man... I wish this was on that same fucking level, but I mean, again, it was, what, 98, so I can't expect that much, unfortunately. You mentioned Gorilla Today? We gotta talk about Gorilla Today. I heard it when it started, and immediately I was like, this is... It, either it was like sampling something. Like a J-Lo 2000 song, you know what I'm talking about? I couldn't place it, but it sounds like something. Because it has, like, a little, like, Latin trumpet thing going on after the hook, you know, right after the hook happens. It's just like, this feels like something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, Fucking, uh, well, uh, uh, well, uh, you know what? I mean, the most infamous J-Lo song I think of when I think of it is, uh, Waiting for Tonight. Yeah. But it's like, but it wasn't exactly that, you know? I wrote down that this is the track I can see the mom driving the minivan. Mm -hmm. And that song's playing or whatever. And just being like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the gusto that they put into this album because so often, you know, that the cassette version of this was put in so many tape decks in cars. And whenever they do that, whenever they put out the tape or whatever, it's just going to torment the parents. It's going to be fucking right. torture. This mm. would not be torture. Like, this yeah. is decent. This actually <laughs> tries to pass as legitimate pop music and sometimes comes pretty damn close. My least favorite, though? It's, it's mm. gotta be from the jump. Uh, what was the from the jump? That's the, oh. um... <laughs> I, I had to quote this. Like, <laughs> oh, yes, you got it. I'm, I'm there from the jump. As sure as hump as goes bumpity bump, bumpity bump, I'm there from the jump. For you, I'll do a slam dunk. I'm there from the jump. I won't sit back like a lumpity like a lump. Lumpity lump. And even if you act like a grumpity grump, I'll be there from the jump. No. That's Look. so cheesy. Even if you act like grumpity grump. You've come a long way, baby. At this point in the album... You've already put out four passable cuts. Right. And then you drop this. No. You know they made this one first. Yeah. I'm... This is when this is when they were just bullshitting around, and then halfway through, they were like, hey, you know what? What if we did this, though? What if with this cover, we actually, like, made it really hypnotic sound? You know, I, th I think we're actually getting some creativity here. And then they came back to this track, and they were like, oh, shit, right, we still made that one. I think it is weird that they started with You Are the Universe. That's an odd track to open with. What a track. You are the universe. <laughs> like, what? Okay. It's so weird. 
Monica. Yeah, that feels like way too new agey for what yeah, this is trying to be. Especially with the house beat that was going on underneath it, you know? <laughs> Man, I, I forgot to mention it when we were talking about Gorilla today. There's a fucking breakdown towards the end where fucking Teresa comes in and almost kind of raps, almost. And mm. I could have sworn at some point she said, gonna make that cheddar. <laughs> and unfortunately she said, gonna make it better. It does say who wrote every single one of these tracks in, in the... um. In the booklet. I'm gonna have to do some researching. Maybe. Maybe one of these people might hold the answers. I can maybe grill. And see. Hey. Do you know who might have sung on that Beyond Pink cut that you wrote over 20 years ago? Someone's bound to know. Someone didn't sign that non-disclosure agreement. Someone will be able to tell me and not be assassinated by Mattel. Uh, overall, though, surprisingly, got another three. <laughs> yeah, I gave this one a three, yeah. I did not expect to walk into this week's reviews and give the Beyond Pink album the exact same rating as the uh, Flowbots album. And, <laughs> if you'll remember, I fudged the Flowbots rating, so I actually got a higher average on Aww. the Beyond Pink album. Come on now, you cold-blooded... <laughs> Man, it's cheat code. Man, yeah. feel good, empty calorie pop music. Right, That's what know. I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, in 2020, it hits different. <laughs> that, I think that's just what it is, right? Like, in 2020, if you are angry and you just want to hear someone going like, right, I'm angry with you. Yeah, you definitely need to turn over to your boys, the Flowbots. But if you're like, you know, man, I've just kind of heard enough of just news in general. I just kind of want to be happy and just think about happy thoughts. Maybe that will bring things happier. You listen to the Barbie album. How about that? <laughs> the Flowbots did not deliver anything nearly as catchy as boys will be boys and for that <laughs> i gotta give it to beyond pink the fact that i think there are some songs on here that if you just went on spotify oh and threw them into a playlist of mm -hmm. other pop stuff i don't think people would be like hmm what is this like straight up i think it would I, pass I yeah, I heard, like, some of these tracks, what was it? I, I specifically, like, liked some of these tracks that I noticed, like, Happy Together, uh, Girl of Today, like, and, and possibly Rainbow, like, you could play that and people might not be able to tell. Like, first of all, that it was from two decades ago, but second of all, that it's from some novelty album. Yeah, like, this sounds like, oh, like, you'd probably be like, oh, is that maybe, like, Christina Aguilera or something like that? You know what I mean? Like... Uh, a track that I forgot or something, you know? I feel like it's just obscure enough that few few enough people are familiar with it that they wouldn't have heard it before. Yeah, like, straight up and down, if I played, like, the Happy Together cover, someone would probably be like, oh, did Christina Aguilera do a cover of that song and I just did... You know what I mean? Like, I, I could see that happening. <laughs> no one in the fucking Twitch chat would call you out, That's Beyond Pink! <laughs> <laughs> I don't you think fool. so. <laughs> but that about does it for this week's episode of Going Off. Uh, big, big thanks to everyone that uh, came together and requested this week's um, albums. As I mentioned before, the Beyond Pink was a collaborative effort. Uh, a bunch of people in the Rifcom's Discord came together and almost crowdfunded the uh, the review, like five bucks here, ten bucks here. And 
y'all are welcome to do that shit. Like, I, I think that think that's fun if, like, man, I really want to hear their opinion of this, but I don't have the 60 bucks. Are you willing to go have these? I think that's fine. As long as we fucking get the 60, who cares? Organizing like, like the Flowbots would have wanted. Oh, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Some grassroots requests. <laughs> I'm here for it. And uh, if this is... My God. If this is the first time listening to us... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know what they think of the Barbie album. And blow. Those were my life. How did they know? <laughs> I had a really eclectic childhood, and this episode spoke to me. This is my new favorite podcast. Um, if this just happens to be your first time listening and you want to play some catch-up, all the old episodes are on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. And uh, we hope you join us again next week, because we're just going to keep churning out some more of these uh listener requested album reviews until we finally catch up which looks like it'll never happen <laughs> it's yeah it's we're just that's, gonna keep chasing I mean, it yeah we're doing the show in perpetuity yeah we're we're uh the the show these requests are our white uh cotton ponies that we're just keep chasing we're we're gonna get to the end of that one eventually we just we just need one more hit <laughs> It's the fucking carrot on the string, that final request. Uh, but your requests are welcome. As a, as a uh, reminder, Kofi, as K-O-F-I dot com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. One time $60 pledge. One time $70 pledge if you made an album yourself and you would like to hear our ideas on that. We yes. are open to it. And uh, it's $100 for if you want to do a rap critic request, uh, $50 if you want to do the movie request for the Review a New podcast that I have on the, uh, on the sister podcast that, uh, that that's going on over there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so get with it. Act like you want it. <laughs> and until next time, for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm the rap critic. And I can ride my bike with no handlebars. But don't ask me to do it, because, like, I can only do it when people aren't watching, and there's no pressure, you know what I mean? <laughs>